Welcome to the Freedom Chaser Six Figure Strategies Podcast. If you're an agent or an investor yet to hit six figures, this is the show for you. We take a deep dive into strategies to help you achieve the goal of six figures so that you can grow up to seven figures eventually. All right, guys, we are super excited to be with Ashley Oaks-Lazowski. Um, she has an amazing story. She's a broker owner of a first-class franchise in Las Vegas, and she's been producing a whole lot of volume out there for quite some time. Ashley, we are super excited to have you here today. We're going to be talking about video and social media. So why do you think that you're an expert in this field? Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and chat with you today, Tim. Um, so a little bit about my background. Um, I've been a broker owner here and realtor in Vegas for um, 20 years. I'm hitting 20 years this year. Um, and moved here from Montana. My husband and I moved here uh, back in 2003. I got into real estate. Um, we graduated from Montana State and we really knew nobody. We had some family members here, but that's pretty much it. And my background was actually, um, I have a film degree. I got a film degree from Montana State. Um, did a lot of, you know, film theater, media communication, all kinds of um, great training on how to, you know, be in film. And um, actually, my direction was I was going to be in journalism. That's what I wanted to do. Um, I was blessed enough to um, have an awesome mentor that put me on the news at Channel 3 there in Montana. I got to do some awesome things there. And, um, you know, was very blessed to have that opportunity. And I really thought that this is what I want to do. I want to go into journalism. And so when we moved to Las Vegas, it was kind of like, what do I do next? And uh, I was going to actually, you know, put out a reel, um, you know, not the type of Instagram reels, we used to call them reels that you would, you know, try to get in with uh, a news station. I knew I was going to be fetching coffee and probably be working in the mail room for a long time. And being the impatient person that I am, <laughs> I wanted a little bit more success. And uh, at the time, the real estate market was like starting to kind of like heat up here in Vegas. There was a, a ton of building going on, a lot of uh, cool expansion going on. And I decided to get my real estate license and, you know, jumped in, you know, head first and actually worked on this team uh, at Prudential. And uh, it was a hard team to get on. You actually, um, the like the manager at the time, like wanted you to have like a college degree or some kind of background like that to get on the team, which not everybody did. I don't know what that was, but whatever. It, it put my foot in the door and um, it was pretty cool. I actually started in uh, taking leads out of the garbage can and converting those uh, once you convert a, a trash can lead uh, to a deal, then you get to go to the big room. So that's where <laughs> I was headed. And I, you know, it's pretty cool because it was kind of like a boiler room. There was like 15 of us in a room. Um, you know, remember, this is before Google Maps, uh, you know, smartphones. I had, you know, uh, Nokia, like flip phone or whatever those were. And I had a car with no navigation. Uh, I had zero clue where I was going in Vegas. I had no idea like my way around Vegas. And um, needless to say, um, it was pretty interesting. So anyways, learn the ropes and whatnot. Fast forward 
um, to, you know, pretty much like the turn of Facebook. Obviously we all had MySpace. Um, then go to Facebook. Um, I really started loving like the whole idea of social media. And I actually started seeing that it was growing my business, um, in real estate, which was pretty cool. And I really started to dive into how I could leverage social media and then video came along. Um, where you can start leveraging those two things uh, to really build your business. And so that's what uh, I did. And it was really cool for me because when I got into real estate, in a way, I kind of mourned the loss of my film degree because I felt like I went to school, I worked so hard, you know, um, you know, had great grades, uh, you know, did a great job in college. I really worked my tail off and I felt like when I got into real estate, I wasn't going to be able to use film anymore. And um, it's pretty cool how the two have now intertwined with each other. Um, and I will, yeah, I will tell you if you see agents that are good on video, most likely they have some kind of background in it. Mm. Um, they may have been in journalism. They may have been in film school. They may have had like a photography background. I'm not saying everybody does, but if you do see people that are very comfortable on camera or have, you know, good presence on camera, that's probably like their background where they came from. That makes a lot of sense. Um, it's awesome how you're able to marry those two passions eventually. I would love yeah. to talk about your job at Montana real quick at the at Channel 3, I think you said. Yes. Um, how yes. did that go? What kind of role did you have there? Was that more of an internship role or was that yes. more on camera? Yeah, it, it was an internship role that they put me on camera. I have a whole stack of, K of tapes in my closet. I actually need to convert those at some point. Um, Somebody that I just, I, here's, I think kind of the, the key to my success. And it's not that I'm better than anybody. It's not that I'm smarter than anybody. And it's not that I work harder than anybody. It's that I'm not afraid to ask. So my whole life, I've just asked people. So I have landed on you know, podcasts, or I've, you know, been in a book, or I've, you know, done some really cool things, um, or I've got to align myself with some really cool people over the years. And it's not normally because not saying that they didn't come to me, I might have reached out to them. I'm not afraid to ask people. I'm not afraid to speak up. And so many doors can be closed, but you have to open them. And so that's kind of something that I've done. So going back to that, I reached out to her, um, who was the anchor at the time at, um, at the NBC station. And I kind of knew her because I actually worked at this like high-end boutique in downtown Montana, um, in Bozeman. And she used to shop there and she's a super nice lady. And, um, I really looked up to her. She was just an awesome person. And I still talk to her today, actually on social media. Um, and so I asked her, I'm like, I'm in the film department at MSU. I think I want to go into journalism. I would love to like, you know, pack up cameras or I know how to like, you know, uh, coil a mean cable. <laughs> they taught us that in film school. Um, I know a lot about film. I can do whatever I can edit for you guys, whatever you guys need me to do, I can do it. And so I started working there and it was really cool because, um, again, this is an internship. And so it was really cool though, because 
I um, got to do a lot of cool shoots. I would, you know, kind of travel with them sometimes, you know, some things were in town or whatever. And then all of a sudden she's like, well, we're going to put you on camera. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> um, but I wasn't afraid to do it. And I, and she knew that. And so, um, you know, I got to, you know, she, she would bring stories to me or I would bring some stories to them. Uh, it was really fun. I did a lot of things for like around the university. We talked about like what parking issues at the school or, you know, like the agricultural department was like starting a new garden or like all these, you know, cool stories. And the fun part was, is that my roommates at the time, like I would be on the news and like, we'd be sitting around the, the TV at night and be like, Oh my God, Ashley's gonna be on the news tonight. And they'd be watching it. And it was just really funny. Uh, but it, you know, I just never, um, take things like that for granted. That was a huge opportunity. And so for me, if I can give someone an opportunity like that, then I will always do it. So if people reach out to me, I am always about, you know, sure, I would, you know, do that for you or what can I help you with or whatnot? Um, because I just feel like it's, you know, it's like a karma thing. You know, it's always, if you help other people um, in the industry, it's going to come back to you tenfold. Um, even like, you know, Josh Smith that we both obviously know, um, you know, I reached out to him years ago before he even had his coaching and he helped me. Uh, you know, I had like a question for him about like a postcard and I ended up going down to Phoenix and like meeting with him with oh, my no husband way. and I, and yeah. And he sat there and took like all this time with us. And I'm like, what an unbelievable guy. Like what, like how selfless of somebody to do that. Um, so, you know, pay it forward. Like I, I have a reel actually about that, like talking about how it's so important to pay it forward in this industry. So anyways, that's kind of, that's how I got started. Absolutely. Yeah. The law of reciprocation, I mean, it is the most powerful thing in the world. If you just give, yes. give, 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 you'll be amazed what you get back in return. Like that's the one thing, like if I found a commonality between the extremely successful people that we've interviewed on the show, yes. give first, they give first and they're, they're comfortable waiting a very long period of time before they expect anything in return. Yeah. Um, I want to double tap something you said towards the beginning there. Like you have to ask for what you want. Like people forget this all the time. Um, and I learned this when I was like 21 years old, I had my daughter and I just asked my boss, I was like, Hey man, it'd be cool if you gave me like a father's day bonus or something. And then yeah. he gave it to me and it was just like the most mind blowing thing in the world. I was like, Oh, I just got $2,000 because I asked a question. Wow. So then I started asking all the time. Um, and then yep. I told all my friends, like, you need to ask for a raise every six months and ask for a bonus every other month. And you need to just keep asking for stuff because you'll be amazed. People just give it to you because you asked and nobody else is going to ask. And if you look at the numbers, it's actually ridiculous. Like 72% yeah. of people that ask for a raise, get one. That's 28% of the world is afraid to ask. So right. I, I love to double tap on that. Um, thank you so much for going into your, your journalism career back there in Montana. That sounds like it was a yeah. fun ride. So it was, I would love to know if anything, um, what did you bring from that job? Not in terms of the video production, but in terms of skill set growth into your real estate career. Sure. Um, I definitely think that like having, I, I have a business background from my parents. My parents are entrepreneurs, very successful entrepreneurs. Um, and they definitely gave us uh, that foundation, like in our upbringing, but like the business mindset, the way that I worked with people, like, again, just, you know, asking for the business, asking for something you can't be afraid to ask. 
um, you know, opening those doors. So, you know, working at the station, you know, in, in being able to obviously like, what can I do to help anybody here? How can I be a value to you? Um, you know, I don't want to be a liability. I'm lucky enough to be here. So what can I do to help? Uh, that was important for me to be, um, in that, you know, mindset when I, uh, got into real estate and, you know, how can I go above and beyond for people? And so that's really like a, been a big premise of our business. Like anytime we get referrals from people, um, whether it be, you know, from agents all over the nation or, you know, it's our past clientele, they'll always say that whatever we did, we went above and beyond for them. So, you know, we found a plumber for them or we found a painter for them, or we, um, you know, helped arrange, you know, a cleanup of their property or, um, you know, we thought outside the box, you know, their house was on the market before and, you know, it wasn't selling and we remarketed it as a four bedroom, you know, not a three bedroom with a den or, you know, just again, just trying to be different. Um, we're not MLS slappers. Like we don't just slap things on MLS and like hope that they sell. We're not about the volume. We're about the people, um, where I feel like a lot of agents, they'll just go on infinite number of listing appointments, the cold calling, um, I don't want to be known as that agent and we aren't those agents. So we're very specific on like the deals that we take, um, the, you know, listings that we take because we spend a lot of money in marketing these properties. Um, and you know, a lot of work time and, and investment goes into doing these. So we obviously want to make sure that, um, you know, people know that the quality that we put out is different now using video in my business, I will say that like in town, I was one of the very first few that was doing property profile videos. Um, I was definitely probably one of the ver very first few that was putting videos out on social media. So, um, and they weren't even like, they weren't, uh, super short form form videos. Um, I didn't even have a teleprompter. I was doing it all off the cuff. My first videos, um, and I think those were probably about eight years ago, seven or eight years ago, uh, which was pretty unheard of at the time, uh, for agents to do videos on social media. And I got a lot of like, what are you doing? Like at first people were like, what is that? And that was also before like YouTube was becoming popular for agents. Um, so I obviously got a lot of criticism. I got criticism from like like even family members, like, what are you doing? Like, what is this stuff that you're trying to do? But then at the same time, then I would get so much awesome, positive feedback from people. I would see people at parties and they're like, wow, that video that you made on like FERPTA, I had no idea what that was, what that even was like, that was so informative. That was great. So like the first videos I put out was just all about like the process of buying a house, you know? Um, Absolutely. you know, what's escrow, what's FERPTO, what's, you know, um, you know, what's a title company, what do they do? Um, so those were my first, first few videos. Um, I definitely was like very serious in my videos. So I've learned to adapt. Um, I've also like changed a lot of those videos into short form videos. So doing a lot more reels, um, agent education videos. Um, so it's definitely, it's, it's like, video is definitely going to be like a constant changing thing. Um, and I'm seeing more agents than ever are trying to jump on the bandwagon of getting into video, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of agents don't have the confidence to do it. It's, um, real estate is one of those really weird things that you have to wear like 400 different hats. 
it's probably one of the hardest industries in the world because of how diverse you have to be. You have to be a good negotiator. You have to have a good personality. You have to be able to have good communication skills. You have to be a good marketer. You have to be good on video. You have Mm -hmm. to be creative, um, which is very left and right brain for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, it was funny because like the very first videos I was doing, um, for property profiles, like I, I had to find videographers that wanted to do this. They were like, what? They're <laughs> like, we shoot, we shoot photos for properties. And I'm like, great. You've got the camera. I already know everything about cameras. You have the camera, switch it to video and shoot this video. Right. Um, and it's funny because you know, they didn't have the equipment, like they didn't have stabilizers, they didn't have gimbals, things like that. Um, so, you know, some of them were a little rocky, um, you know, they didn't know how to do uh, lighting too well, or aperture. So, um, you know, it, it's obviously been I've used a lot of different different videographers over the years, um, you know, and, and I in my vision changes all the time. Yeah, so. that makes sense. So I, I yeah. want to you mentioned criticism. I think criticism is a wonderful thing because if you're going to yeah. criticize, you're probably going in the right direction, at least in some capacity, unless you're, yeah. unless you're making a total fool of yourself. Yeah. Um, I, think, <laughs> um, yes. I think it's important to note that video is constantly changing. You know what yeah. I mean? What worked five years ago isn't going to work today, especially nowadays. Reels in short form in general are kind of the easiest way to gain traction. Like it's under 60 yeah. seconds. Get the hook yeah. in. Under seven seconds, honestly, is like the easiest way yeah. to do it because – um, every platform is, is watching watch time and they do it as a percentage. So if you're shooting really short videos, guess what? It's really yeah. easy to watch or raise that percentage watch because if it's a yeah. seven second video, you only need four seconds. Um, yeah. <laughs> and our attention spans have decreased over the years because mm-hmm. there's so much content out there. People just don't have the attention span for long form video anymore. Yep. Absolutely. So what do you think most agents are doing wrong that are doing video and bring in your, your past experience? Sure. So, I mean, when you put out video, and I've seen it in my own brokerage. So I have given my own agents tons of opportunities to shoot videos. Like we've brought professional videographers in. I've shot their videos. Um, You know, we've had all types of opportunities for them to do video. The craziest part is that we'll do these videos and they never share them on social media. And that blows my mind. Um, But the problem is, is that sharing them just on social media is also not going to give you the reach that you need. And so a lot of people lack the skill to be able to actually market on Google and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram on paid advertisements. Remember, those are platforms that you have to pay to play. And um, your own sphere or reach is great, but you need to think even further than that. How are you emailing databases? How are you collecting more information? How are you leveraging all the social channels um, to be able to make sure that more eyes are on your videos? Um, and that's where a lot of people are lacking, um, in their video. And it's not that like, look, most people's videos are going to absolutely suck when you start, right? They're, oh, yeah. they're terrible. Yeah. Um, my own husband wants to do videos and he does videos sometimes and I'm like, you know, but because he's just not done an, an, as many videos as me. Right. So they, everybody's got to start somewhere. You, you can't watch your videos and say, I mean, like, 
you should see some of my first videos. They're horrible. They're supposed um, to they're, be. Yeah, they're supposed to be. They're robotic. They're, yeah. you know, they're not fun and free flowing where, you know, obviously I've just gotten more comfortable and more comfortable in, uh, in front of camera and I've been on, in the camera a ton. So it takes a lot of time. So people I think are too hard on themselves. I also think that people get their videos back after they've done them and they don't like the way they look. Well, I have a newsflash for you. That's the way you look. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to change. That's just the way you, you look, you look that way when you meet a client at an open house or at a listing or a buyer. So um, they need to see you, you know, these outdated headshots that realtors use that don't even look like them. <laughs> it's not realistic. That's why video is so powerful because people get to learn your body language, your antics, your personality. They get to learn all of those things through video and they get to connect with you, know you, like you, trust you, exactly. they'll do business with you, right? Um, and so that's why it's so powerful and that's why, you know, you can really leverage that, but it's leveraging it correctly. Uh, most agents just don't know how to do it correctly. Um, they just haven't had the training, you know, to do it. Absolutely. I am 100% in agreement. Like it, even now, like I've been doing this for almost, well, I've been doing it a year technically. If I look 30 days back, I still think I sucked 30 days ago. It's like, oh my <laughs> God, I was so much worse then. I look a year back, I'm just like, oh my God, I can't even believe I released that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but I mean, you have to throw shit at the wall. Unfortunately, that's how you get better. Like you need to just throw it at the wall and wait Absolutely. for feedback. Like, oh, some yep. people liked this. It's like, cool. I must be doing something right. The only way to figure it out is by failing and then trying again, really. Yep. Um, and it's, and you get better. And it's something that you'll always continue to get better at. I mean, there's, like I said, 30 days ago, I hate how I looked on camera. I was like, oh my God, you suck. Sure. Um, <laughs> yep. It's um, ever-changing target. Mm -hmm. But it's because you it's something that you could rapidly advance at too. So, I mean, I think yeah. that's important to, to, yep. to note because you get better and better the more you do it. And most people simply aren't going to do it. Not long enough, yep. at least. Like they're they might try, as you said, yeah. they could have a professional videographer, but if they don't like the way they look, they're not going to send it out, which means nobody's going to see it, which means they've wasted your time and money, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and let me tell you, like the two biggest pieces of advice I could give people to with video, consistency and evergreen content. So you need content that you can share over multiple platforms because you are going to have a diverse a sphere of people that mm -hmm. clientele that will be on different platforms. I'm not a big TikTok user, but it's funny because I got very consistent in posting videos to TikTok and my TikTok followers grew faster than my Instagram did. Instagram is one of the hardest platforms to grow on. F Facebook, I have, I'm almost maxed out at friends. That's, you know, my bread and butter. But, um, you, it's still important to share those across all platforms and reshare your content, cut up your content. Like we're in the middle of actually, um, re chopping up a ton of my reels and resharing those. Um, so I have more content because it's still valuable, valuable information. And you definitely have to make sure that you lead with value. Um, I find a lot of agents do videos that are just like, what, what was the point of that? <laughs> like, what, what were you trying to do? I don't understand. So you have to have, and there is like, there's something that they even teach you in film school, even 20 years ago, you learned it, which was, you know, the way that a, a story flows. It's the same way, like a novel flows, right? 
So you have to obviously have your hook. You have to have your value. You have to have your CTA, your call to action. Like if you don't actually give a CTA, then like, what are you trying to do? Like, what are the, what is, why does someone want to reach out to you? What are you trying to get from somebody, right? They need to know. Um, I don't like it when people have these videos and it's very mysterious of like what they're trying to accomplish. Um, and sometimes people go down these like rabbit holes of, you know, these videos and it's like, what's the premise behind it? Like, what are you trying to do? So you also have to be very intentional of like, what's on your Instagram page? Like, what are you, are you trying to pull people back to a URL? Are you trying to get people to register for a newsletter? Are you trying to like, what are you trying to do? What are you asking people for? Um, so that's very important that you have a direction. Um, my things change a lot. Like we're in the middle of restructuring, like my Instagram page, building a new one. We're trying to kind of like, I have a new plan of what we're doing. Um, so it's very important to like reassess your social plan, um, and your video plan constantly too, because it's an ever growing target. Absolutely. And every algorithm is different. Like I'll find whatever hits on Facebook is not going to hit on YouTube and vice right. versa. You'd actually be amazed that there's like almost a direct inverse correlation sometimes. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, TikTok, I mean, it's apparently the easiest one to grow on. I'm, I'm going to start messing around with TikTok a little bit more now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you need to repurpose everything you do because something that you have hits on Facebook, it might hit on Instagram, but it, it might be a total bust on another one. So you have to throw it all at all of them. And over yeah. time, try to optimize them all. You could figure them out. Like everyone has their own intricacies that you could kind sure. of figure out over time. Um, you said something very important earlier, like leveraging paid advertising. So let's talk about how you do that with your videos and like what kind of sure. target have you done for that? Sure. So um, you can definitely be using Facebook to be, you can build funnels on Facebook, right? Ad funnels where you are using videos to bring people into a funnel. Okay. So you might've used like a lead ad to get somebody to click on your just reduced homes. Right now, if you're using a retargeting, now they're going to be seeing your ads, but now they're seeing your videos. When people see your videos, they're more likely to want to click on your ads because they trust you more because you're actually speaking to them on a video video. It's just easier for people to trust you through a video. Um, because they're learning about you. They're getting to know you through video, right? Um, so I find my ads just perform better, right? Um, also, it's just easier to stop the scroll. People like to watch videos and, and captions are so, so important because 80% of viewers on social media watch videos without sound. So it's very, very important, but it's also very important to have good equipment too. Like, you know, good microphone, good lighting, um, actually like video sound is actually one of the most, it's, it's crazy because like, like I said, 80% of people watch it with captions, but they will still usually click on your video to hear your voice. Right now, if you have bad audio, most you, you'll lose a lot of your audience. So having good quality equipment is very, very important. Um, but yeah, using Facebook, Instagram, those are obviously two together now, and then using Google. So you can embed 
into your Google profile videos, which when people are searching, we get a ton of reach outs from people all over the nation looking for properties in Vegas um, that will find us on Google. And they found us through a video that we had about the area or whatnot. So then that ties you into your YouTube as well. So there's so many things that you can use to tie those in. You can also, we use KV Core. We've been using KV Core for 12 years. Um, and we use video that we embed into our newsletters we put through there. Um, you know, video emails that we send out to our database. Um, there's so many things that you could be doing with video that's just going to give you so much more reach. People want to watch video over stagnant Im images. Without question. Yeah. And and you said something super important there. So I'm going to reemphasize it. Most people are list, they're watching videos on silent. So, I mean, if you don't mm -hmm. have it transcribed, I mean, you're making a massive mistake because yeah. most people are like, oh, I can't read this. So they'll just, <laughs> there you go. You're gone. Yeah. Um, you got yeah. three seconds, right? The hook, you got three seconds. That's all you got nowadays. If you don't get the first three seconds right, you're totally out to water. Um, yeah. But if you could figure it out, it's really not that hard. Like just do it real a day forever. Yeah. Just keep doing that. Yeah. You'll be surprised yeah. how much that compounds. And you'll look back and you're like, why am I getting 5,000 views of video? I don't even know what I'm doing right. Um, yeah. But just doing it every day. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're standing out simply because most people aren't going to be willing to do that because they're afraid of how yeah. they look, how they sound, things of that nature. Yeah. yeah and, and definitely, I think where agents get very, um, they, agents are horrible at time management. And I know because I'm one as, as well, but I really do try to, um, when you're doing video, you have to just content create in like batches. You have to batch create. And when you batch create, you have to be very organized. So the way that I batch create is I, I literally will be driving down the street. I think of a video, I put it in the notes section on my phone. I then am ready. Like I probably have 50 videos scripted out in there. Um, I don't actually even do scripts anymore. I don't do, um, I've done like a lot of teleprompter stuff over the years. And a lot of people, like if you cannot read well on a teleprompter, obviously I can cause I was on the news, but if you're not good at being on a teleprompter, then don't use it. Cause it's not for everybody. Um, you definitely have to have, it's a skill set. Uh, because some people get very robotic and I've had my own agents that have done videos in my office and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're just like robots on this teleprompter. So you have to have like voice and fly. It's like a whole training, right? That being said, um, short form video for me, like I could do like one minutes just quick on the cuff and like batch create. So I have them all scripted out for myself. I have like bullet points of what I'm going to talk about. Um, and I've got my hook, I've got my CTA. And then I go through the video and, you know, it's very, very quick. I can bang, you know, eight to 10 of those out a day um, or not a day, but like at a time. Um, and that's my goal is to try to do that. A couple shirt changes and boom, you're done. Right. Um, once you get your studio set up, that's the biggest thing. And I think that's where a lot of people get so um, they get so overwhelmed is by like the equipment um, because it is confusing, like what equipment you need, what works best. Um, I have thousands of dollars of equipment. I have so many microphones, so much lighting. It's insanity. Um, but I've, I've pretty much like dialed down my equipment to like the, like the best of the best now. And most of my stuff is not even that expensive. Um, I actually shoot like 95% of my video on my iPhone. 
Um, and I do have the newest iPhone, which helps, obviously. Yeah, um, it's 4K you, now, so. Yeah, you don't need fancy equipment. You yeah. do not need fancy equipment. I, I will tell you that um, actually you can see analytics of videos that are highly, highly produced versus ones that are just well done, but not highly produced. You will see more views on the ones that are not as high produced um, yes. because people get like suspicious, especially if you're running ads um, or you're doing videos in your town to promote yourself as an agent. They don't want to work with someone that's like so overly produced that is like so plastic. Um, I would be mm -hmm. very cautious too of like, I see a brokerage in town that is doing videos for like 50 different agents. All the videos look the same. Um, that is not good because they're going to see that video with that person and they're going to see it over and over again. They're like, I've already seen this. Right. So be different. Do your, honestly, do your own videos. Like if you can teach yourself how to do your own videos, I've got something that's going to be coming out to teach agents actually how to do your own videos, um, that I'm working on because I feel like there's a huge gap in like the industry is that people need to know how to do it. That is the best thing. Cause I've, I've paid videographers a lot of money to mm -hmm. come and do videos for me. And I find that I'm more productive when I'm doing them myself. Now there's a time where you need a videographer. Don't skimp on your home tour, right? Mm -hmm. Do the home tour and be in the home tour. I've been in most of my home tours. I am in them, right? Because what are you doing? You're branding yourself. That's a, just more video content for you to brand yourself. Um, so that's really important to do that as well. But yeah, it's just, it's just obviously getting in like the flow of things and having that content that you can consistently put out. Absolutely. I'm 100% in agreement with you. I prefer the bullet points fairly off the cuff approach. Like you said, yep. get your hook and your CTA and then everything else yep. you could just flow with. I find that a lot easier than having a script. I could actually read a script, but I found like that is certainly the exception. Most people suck at reading a script. I used to suck, but I mean, it's just, you know, I played with it enough. It was mostly just watching my eyes. I was like, I need to tighten the script up yeah. so my eyes aren't moving, but I could actually, yeah. it's it's planning your inflections, right? If you don't plan your inflections, yeah. you're not gonna be able to do it right. It's like, I'm gonna inflect on the word not right now. And then yeah. you actually sound like a normal person. Like that's what's important. Do not overproduce yeah. your stuff. Come off as yep. a genuine person. If you say something wrong, it's totally okay. You just keep going. Yeah. Like it, it, imperfections are actually better than perfections because exactly. nobody wants to be with that robotic person that's totally dialed in. It's just like, yeah, as you said, people are kind of like, oh, this guy doesn't seem right. Something wrong with yeah. this guy. Um, he's yeah. a little too polished. Um, yeah. You want to be relatable. Yeah. Otherwise, people are not going to want to work with you. Yeah, tell your stories. Tell fun things about your life. I mean, that's how people really want to work with you. If they find out who you are and they actually like you, they know, like, and trust you, not Absolutely. necessarily the information you're saying. Yep. Yep. Absolutely tremendous. So Ashley Oaks Lazowski, this has been a ton of fun. If um, people wanted to reach out to you, what would be the best way for them to do so? Uh, they can reach out to me. Uh, my cell is 702-281-1198. Uh, our website is yourvegashomesearch.com. And I'm on Instagram and um, Facebook. I'm LV Real Estate Broker. And that's my handle at IG. There you have it, everybody. You know how to reach out to her, Ashley Oaks-Lazowski. Thank you so much for giving us a glimpse into your life and into your business. 
And to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. So go out there and commit to making some videos. Go out there, it's okay if you suck, it's okay if you look bad. If you just continue doing it, I guarantee you, you'll be surprised at what comes back at you. Please tell somebody you know that will help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one.